And now we're going to dive into the Ewan versus Ewan, aren't we? Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we might want a divorce, maybe? I don't know. My name is Mary. I am Takapa. I mean, Josh. And I'm Melanie. Sarah is unfortunately out for the evening with a headache, so we will miss her very much. I think it was the whole Takapa situation. Just, I think it was. It gives everybody a headache. Yes. Jock and Ellie fighting and this and that. And it's, yeah. it's just... Oof. Oof. I would like to first thank our Patreon members, uh, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Lauren Bernheim, Anita Wren, and Kirsten Carlana. Thank you. Yee. We need an applause uh, sound effect. Oh, we do. I'll have to find one. Yes. Uh, I'm drinking bourbon, as usual. And uh, no birthdays to report, although Saturday is April 2nd, and we all know what that is in Dallas history. Mm-hmm. 44 years ago. The premiere. Digger's daughter. Mm-hmm. They're going to throw me off that ranch. That's right, they are. At least JR is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I have. It's, uh... So tonight, we are talking about season four, episode 20. <laughs> 420. Uh, episode 74 of the series... Uh, Ewing versus Ewing. I want to know exactly how much Ewing oil is worth on the open market. If I didn't know better, I'd think you were going to sell the company. I can't live with Jock any longer. But look at all the two of you have built together. To hell with the empire. You know how much just a copper deal means to me. Well, how can it be worth more than you and Mama? Can you imagine what Miss Ellie's settlement might be? Money is the last thing on anybody's mind right now. Things have come to a head. Do I draw up the papers? If you're really serious about Westar acquiring Ewing Oil, we better move fast. It was written by Lee Marks, directed by Irving J. Moore, and aired April 3rd, 1981. Oh, okay. That would be um, 41 years ago this coming Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Some casting notes here. We have Lincoln Hargrave, who's played by John Randolph, who a lot of people may recognize from various roles, including Roseanne, Pritzi's Honor, All the President's Men, Heaven Can Wait, and Earthquake. But if you are a Christmas Vacation viewer, he was Clark Griswold's father. (gasps) He was. That's what it was. I was like, I knew he looked familiar, but I couldn't place it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, totally. Uh, all I can think of is uh, him in Christmas Vacation every time I look at him on the screen. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, I'm going to have to go back now and rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, Craig Stevens, who played Craig Stewart, uh, Leslie's ex, is the real-life husband of Alexis Smith, who played somebody's sister later in the series. Mm-hmm. This episode was number two for the week. And we learn that Jock and Ellie have been married for 45 years, but in future episodes uh, in season seven, it seems to establish a longer marriage. Hmm. So hmm. a continu- little continuity thing there. Okay. Yeah. So 45 years, 1981 would be 1946, right? For their what, marriage? Uh, 36. 36. 36. Sorry. Math. Math was yeah, never mind. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, 36. I was going to say, what, did you go to Needham High School? No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Bay City Central, man. That's not known for. <laughs> what was that, like another world or something? Bay City? <laughs> Bay City, yeah. It's where the Bay City Rollers got their name. That's true. Because yep. they threw something at the map, and that's where it landed, right? They did, yeah, but they threw a dart at the map, and it landed on Bay City, Michigan. Better than Kalamazoo City Rollers. That's true. That doesn't Very flow. True. No. So, yeah, 1936. Okay, so the episode starts on a very fancy shot of, uh, like... Like a helicopter. I'd, I'd call it a drone shot today, but there weren't drones then. So it's like a helicopter overhead shot of Dallas. And that uh, brings up an interesting point because somebody has mentioned before that uh, they've asked, did every, does, do people notice in the opening credits the helicopter? I have always noticed it. Yes. Always. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's obviously where they were shooting the aerial footage from. But Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the sun was in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a funky shot, though. It was. It was. It was interesting. But it just—it's one of those things that makes you really notice how much the budget has risen for the show that they can do that sort of stuff. Unless it was just stock footage, but it, I bet it wasn't. Uh it obviously was shot earlier because they're not on location at this point in the season. So, right. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. But. They, it's whether they they actually shot it for the show or did they buy it from a stock oh, footage place? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. That's yeah, that's an interesting point. So Donna is accompanying accompanying. Oh my god, I can't say that word. Uh, Ellie um, to consult with Lincoln Hargrave, a divorce attorney. That, so that's what Clark Ritzwald's father dun. was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's trying to talk him out of it though. Or she's trying to talk her out of it. Um, Donna? Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. definitely trying to talk her out of it. I said, isn't it usually Sue Ellen that doesn't want to talk about it? <laughs> That's Miss Ellie right now. <laughs> Miss Ellie doesn't want to yeah. talk about nothing this whole episode. Nope. She's nope. like, I mm, nope. don't want to talk about nope. it. Nope. Nope. And then um, Jock has got a lot of nerve uh, sitting there in the scene telling Bobby how to vote. He's his son. Right. It doesn't matter if he's a politician or if it's Ewing Oil. You're going to do what I tell you? And Bobby right. like, doesn't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> no. He's like, he's like, no, daddy, no. <laughs> no, that's... Is that impropriety? I don't know what that is. It's something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, it, was, it, it was inappropriate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Bobby was asking if Takapa is worth more than his marriage, uh, Jock's and Ellie's marriage. And Jock just doesn't even seem to, like, know what he's talking about. He's like, ah! He's just so hard-headed in the scene. Argh! That's a big similarity I can see between, like, him and JR right there. You could be trying right. to talk to him about the important stuff, and they just, it you won't can't. register. Right. It won't register. And he's just being so hard-headed until Bobby says, like, what if I could find a way out of this entire situation? And then Jock is like, that might be a good idea. <laughs> That's eh, not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah, he he, he was like, yeah, all right, maybe we'll do it. Maybe. I said, dumbass men, I swear to God. <laughs> right. I swear to God. Yeah, actually, I put ISTG <laughs> in my dumbass men. ISTG? I swear to God. Oh, okay. I missed that. I was thinking. 
which I don't do that often. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we go, we're in with the lawyer and uh, Lincoln Hargrove. And uh, he's he's also trying to talk Ellie out of, out of the divorce, which I'm assuming like they might be like old friends. That's why she's going to see him or something, because he seems personally invested. And he's just kind of like, are you sure you want to get divorced? Because uh, I don't know. And again, I reiterated, ugh, fuck these dumbass men. <laughs> right. <laughs> like she came to you saying she wants a divorce, buddy. And basically, if you don't take the case, she find, she'll find somebody who will. Well, like, okay, this this guy is super unprofessional, and we're going to see yeah. how in a little while, but uh-huh. he's just basically, yeah, he's not speaking, he's speaking with her more, like, at a personal level than yeah. a personal level, and at this point, I was, at this point in the episode, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, like, maybe he's just trying to look out for her, but... Mm. Oh, that's so nice, mm. because I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, leave I her was. alone. She, she's consulting you for something she's pretty damn sure she wants to do. Like, right. even if she's not, even if she doesn't end up going through with it, she's pretty angry right now. She's angry enough to know that she, she's, like, you can't talk her out of it. Don't try to sweet to, oh, Miss Ellie this, you know, and go have your tea that. No, don't don't fuck with Ellie Ewing. because she was she, just there to get information. Like, mm-hmm. And, and yeah. consi- considering that, Obviously, at this point in the series, it seems like she doesn't drive. She right. has to. She has to go through all this effort to get down there, have somebody bring her, and to this point, she's right. not doing that lightheartedly. Oh, she drives. I just don't think she wants to because she doesn't have to. Yeah, maybe. Right at this point in the series, she's enjoying until she gets that little white car later on with the yeah okay. <laughs> i mean yeah man wouldn't she want to drive mm. so yeah she threatens to get another lawyer if he doesn't do it and that's where we leave it and she says the hell with the empire yeah because she doesn't give a shit about it. like that's not her thing it's never been her thing it's fuck this empire fuck the patriarchy <laughs> right she's just like I, that was never my deal like everybody's worried about it i don't care I don't give a fa- fuck. Fa- family and love is more important to her than yeah. Family, love, and land, South Fork. Like those are those are Miss Ellie things. Right. I said yeah. I really love how strong she is. She's got a point. Yeah. About all of it. She does completely, mm-hmm. and it's just she's expected to care about the quote unquote empire because that the men are telling her she's supposed to, but she just but she doesn't. So, and then she, she's like reached the point where she's like, I'm not going to pretend to care about it anymore. Cause I just don't. And it's ruining your lives. It's making things worse. So why would I? They almost had a drill for oil on her land. Yeah. The- right. Yep. Because of JR's dumbass dealings because of her kid and his father yes. that went along with him. And she almost allowed <laughs> Bobby to build a shopping center on part of the ranch. Right. What the heck? Yeah. Not cool. She's she done. She is done. Then we cut to Jeremy, and he wants David to cooperate with Jr. and whatever Jr. wants to do. Um, and he's just like, tell Jr. anything. Like, if he wants to know what Cliff is saying, tell him anything. Unless it's really important, then tell me first. <laughs> you know. Right, and you notice that establishing shot is not the. West Star building we're going to see later in the series. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's like a cheap, rundown, uh, just office building, mm. generic office building. 
instead of that high rise they have much later. But right. they had enough money to propose buying Ewing Oil. Right. Now, so. Yeah. I wonder if Westar at that point, I wonder if it's like, how big is it? Does it have one building that they operate in or is there like separate buildings? I just don't have an idea of how big it is. It might have been like the satellite and they moved the headquarters to Dallas at one point or. Maybe. Well, you Maybe. know, they are one of the eight largest uh, oil companies in the world. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. But I, as I I was thinking, maybe they, um, you know what a lot of pe- uh, people do when they want to expand? They open satellite offices? <sighs> no. Um, they get investment firms to back them. And just like other little acquisitions and stuff like like the mm. people who have portfolios they get capital and they get it's the acquisition and merger d- uh, department yes uh, and they may have kept the west star name but merged with other companies oh yeah maybe maybe but they are sense. one of the eight largest oil companies uh, in the in the world, the world. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy would like everyone mm-hmm. to know well like exxon mobil didn't used to be exxon mobil did it no they were Probably. separate companies exxon, exxon and mobil and mobil mm. Yep. Aha. Um, and then we go to um, Baxter comes in and gives Jr. a summary of all of Ewing Oil's assets, excluding South Fork, of course. He doesn't want excluding to know South Fork. Basically, they want to. F- he wants to know how much Ewing Oil is worth on the open market. And Sounds like asked, you're getting ready to sell, Jr. That's not your concern. He's like, that's none of your beeswax. <laughs> That's not your business. Yep. Not your business. 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 <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> and then John Ross is sad. He's crying. Oh, he's an unhappy baby, but he's sick. He's like Sarah. He's sick. <laughs> right. He's like Sarah. But that kid is actually crying. And, and it sounds like that kid keeps saying daddy to me the whole time. He's uh, like, daddy. Like in toddler language it sounded to me like he was calling for his daddy and i was like what did they do to that kid to make him cry for that scene oh my god well tyler banks won't remember we probably can't ask him we're not gonna know his (laughs) his dad was probably right off screen he looks tired he's rubbing his eyes and he's probably right off screen in there didn't he cry for his mother at one point too in a different episode he probably did. He was saying yeah. mommy. And it was it was kind of perfect because um, Linda was right there. But, you know, playing Sue Ellen. But, right. but so, the mom's so probably right behind yeah. camera. Yeah. yeah. Off the shot. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of funny when they're t- playing like a mom-dad scene and the kids are like crying for mommy and daddy. Because it's like, no, they're, they're not really crying for them. They're crying for the people off camera. And you can usually tell, too, because a lot of times the kids are doing They'll, this like... Ugh. And like towards the camera, and they'll look at them. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'm sure their parents are like, they're like, oh no, they're like we need the money. Keep the other thing. Come on. Just, just hold that. Hold that. We'll give you. We'll give you some Cheerios. Exactly. Do you guys remember that blooper where, um, I think it was Linda and Larry were taking turns like picking up Tyler and he was just screaming and kicking and stuff and, Larry, and they went to take take him off camera and Larry's like a little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was ha- he was having a tantrum. 
and I think Larry asked him, like, as JR, you want a drink? Like, to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were. It's so funny. They were ad libbing at that point. I think because Chil- the kid just would not stop. He was Ch- children like, and animals. Children right. and animals. Yeah. You need, you need, you need when, a wrang- you need a wrangler. Yeah. And yeah. When, when we would do uh, video projects at the camp years ago, the director's son was like two or three years old, and we would you know it was cute to put him in a scene or two here. Uh, but I always ended up, his name was Peter. So I was always listed in the credits as Peter Wrangler. I had to keep him busy <laughs> until they had to put him in front of the camera. Peter Wrangler sounds so wrong. Or, it does. Or, or for the dog, I had to be Lulu Wrangler and just, uh, keep That's a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I just remember that, that one scene, like. Like I said, they were, ha- it was like they were ad-libbing at one point because. I'm sure they were. Cause they're like, they were like, kid. Yeah, because Linda was like, "Come on, go see Daddy," and he didn't. He didn't want to go to Larry, and he's like, "What's the matter, bud? You want to see Grandpa? You want a drink?" <laughs> and he just would not stop crying. So they had like the maid come in and they shuffled him out, and that's when Larry was like, "Little fucker," and they cut it. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched the bloopers in a long time. I'm gonna have to go back and watch them. Mm. Oh, it's too bad some of those scenes couldn't make it in during closing credits every week. Right, that would have been funny. Yeah, they'd have to bleep out a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they never had those on like TV's bloopers and practical jokes. I would always watch those and wanting Dallas bloopers, and they never had them. No, I a lot of uh, I know they they released a lot of, of stuff probably because of all the obscenities. Probably well, no, they they released a lot of bloopers on DVDs for like you know TV shows and now you YouTube, mm-hmm. but I've heard a lot of people don't want the bloopers getting out for whatever reason, like the cast, right. they're embarrassed by them. I'm like, come right. on. I have edited blooper reels for when they done commercial shoots where they have faked things to be bloopers that weren't really bloopers for That's... a, for a blooper reel. Oh my God. We used to How do you from so Bush's baked beans? Staged bloopers. Blooper. That's what they're Staged called. bloopers. Yeah. Those aren't funny. I know, but th- nobody knows they're not, but, like, me editing the footage and them, so. Jeez. I know. I know. That's because when they so take out fake. the clapboard, it, it, you know they're going to be bloopers because it's, okay, Bush's Baked Beans, blooper reel, take one. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, so, uh, so John Ross is crying, and so then Sue Ellen calls Clint and says she can't meet him because John Ross isn't feeling well. Good and that mother. was a little twist to me because I thought it was going to be another one of those scenes where, like, when J.R. and Sue Ellen expose dialogue and right. tell John Ross what, <laughs> all, what their their plans. Th- all their plans. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's, Sue, what's Sue Ellen going to tell him now? And then, uh, and then she goes to the phone and calls him going, what are her plans? Where are her plans? Right. I'm, I'm waiting for well, her plans. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. I'm really, I'm waiting for J.R. to bug the teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he or, was smart. Oh, or that yeah. little that little balloon lamp on the uh, table behind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the <laughs> Stick a tape recorder behind the the tilted uh, rainbow. But I'm really proud of Sue Ellen because a year ago she would have left the baby the baby with the nanny or with Miss Ellie and taken yep. off. You're right. And she, yep. she was like, "I can't go. My baby's sick." Mm-hmm. That's growth. That's a good point. Yep, that mm-hmm. is growth. So Pam pulls into South Fork. So we have her, actually, that's a stock footage, obviously, of her turning up the road. She's coming home early from work. 
to do her quarterly report because the phone was right. ringing too much. It's too much distraction at work. So she's in the living room trying to work, and then Swellen comes in and just kind of stands there. And then she's like, okay, I have to talk. And she's, she's worried about John Ross. That's a switch in the conversation. I was waiting for her to say something about... Like Clint or something? JR or something, uh, or, or Clint yeah. or something. But it is kind of a big moment because it's Suellen sharing something with Pam that really is like a... Like she yeah. knows that, like, that Pam cares about John Ross and she probably doesn't have anyone else really to talk to about it because like Miss Sally isn't there. And so, I don't know, it was really sweet. I was I like, are they... Are they forging a friendship? I know. And Pam asks if there's anything that she can do. Uh, Pam, Suellen's going to hold that uh, favor for later. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Donna and Ellie walk in with a bombshell. Ellie wants a Splitsville. She wants to go to Splitsville with Jock. Yeah. She's, she announces that she's she's getting a divorce, and everyone's just like, uh, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> On a shingle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they start talking about Ewing men, and... Um, That's It always comes back to Ewing men with Sue Ellen. Right, Sue Ellen... She's not she wrong. Makes, makes the point that love doesn't mean much to Ewing men. Um, and As then we just saw doubles, with Jock. Right. And, then, right, and she doubles yeah. down on it and says, like, not just JR, all Ewing men. And Donna uh, takes offense because, well, you know, Ray, I guess Ray's not really Ewing. And she's like, well, I bet he is. And and then, but Donna doesn't want to fight. But Pam. Donna's like, I Pam, disagree. I disagree. I'm not talking about this now. And I feel I like think- a season or two ago, that would have been Pam being like, I do not agree. Bobby, blah, blah, blah. Pam stays really quiet. Mm-hmm. But she wonders about Bobby getting caught in the middle with the Takapa, if it has to do with Takapa, if he'll ever forgive himself. And then. Right. And then Sue Ellen goes off on a settlement and the splitting up of Ewing Oil and what mm-hmm. JR would do without his precious Ewing Oil toy, as she calls it. Right. See, and that's the thing. She at this point, everybody's like, "Oh, you know that that money hungry bitch." I'm like, Sue Ellen's not talking about the money, right? She's not not the money. She's talking about Jr. is going to have like nothing to live for. The company, right. company, because right. it's yeah, more than it, money to him. It's his livelihood. It's every he lives, eats, drinks, breathes Ewing oil. So yeah. he'll be and like a he, shell of a man without it. He even sleeps Ewing oil too. Yeah. Well, and I think Many she's worried. Over. I think she's worried that if he doesn't have Ewing oil, th- this is so funny. I think right now, like she's caught up in this little affair with Clint, and she's like, "Oh God, if Jr. doesn't have anything to do, he's going to be up my ass twenty four seven, like because he'll be bored and looking for something to do, and like, <laughs> right? He'll, he'll start interfering. He'll be like, he'll he'll, he'll want to be around her, right? And she's like, <laughs> I, I have. She has it pretty good right now. She likes having Clint on the side. And then living at South Work and that whole thing a is side, perfect. A side for her. piece. She has her side yeah. piece. She likes being her side piece. It's perfect. At the same time, she also has a soft spot for vulnerable JR. I know. It's it's I her think weak she's spot. also worried about catching the feels again. Because right Probably. now she's guarded with them and she's like, Oh right. god. And yeah, that would cut that, that would cut into her copulation time with Clint. 
Right. It would. And she's like, she knows herself right now. Right. She knows herself. She knows that if Jr. shows himself as weak or vulnerable to her, then she's going to be like instant melt and like go right back to him. And she knows like back here, it's a cycle. It happens over and over and over. And I think right now she knows it, but she's trying to ignore it. Yep. I'd agree with that. That's 100% absolute. Yep. And then we cut to fucking Lincoln Hargrove breaking a client privilege. I said that attorney client privilege be fucked. (laughs) Right. Uh, And coming to JR and telling him about Ellie. Like what? Garbage. Trash. Trash lawyer. Garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think he should just be, um, spend his time chasing squirrels out of Christmas trees. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And then Jr. does com- he immediately calls Jeremy. Yes. <sighs> then we get our Lucy Mitch scene for the episode. Mm-hmm. And it's same old, same old. This is. There was a weird establishing shot. I don't know if you noticed before they showed the condo, it was just some like random building in Dallas, almost like it was a mistake. Oh, I didn't. And then it that. cut to the, yeah. Huh. Then it, then it cut to the, uh, the condo establishing shot. But yeah, Lucy setting two cups of coffee, setting places for two cups of coffee, and then Mitch comes in. Obviously, they, they do their makeup, lovey dovey, you know, mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm. that, and yeah. Uh, Apparently, his car has issues with flat tires all the time. Right. And he worked all night and then he got a flat. He got he got another flat on the way home because he has an old junky car. I'm surprised Lucy doesn't pop another car over there with all her money. And that, that would really piss him off. Would if, if he wouldn't freak out about it, I'm sure, you yeah. know, he wants to lie down. And then Lucy's driver arrives and she's like, oh, I forgot about work, but. All of her stuff was sitting on the couch, ready to go. So obviously, she didn't forget about work. <laughs> no, I think she's just. I think she's trying to play, underplay it, and play it cool, right? Because he freaks out all the time. So she's like, "Oh, right, I have to go to work." Okay, well, sorry. And she corrected the guy when he said Mrs. Ewing. She said Cooper. Right, because she could feel Mitch just behind her. The, the 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 dagger stares. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, she leaves and Mitch just stands there looking pissed. That's their token scene for the week. It is. <laughs> bye bye. Until next week when the same thing happens all over again. Charlene Lee, collect your paychecks. Uh, <laughs> enjoy. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll, we'll, right. we'll send your schedule for next week. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the office. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Back to the office. Edward, Dave Stratton is doing the thing that Jeremy has told him to do. Um, he goes to see Jr. He's basically like, he's playing it like, oh, I'm just here at your disposals, whatever you need, knowing that he's going to ask him to keep in contact with Cliff, which he does. Right. And he's going to have him feed Cliff uh, useless pieces of information. Right. Which is, of course, what Jr. does. Yeah. And Jeremy be- knew he was going to do that, too. So, yeah. And then we cut to Cliff having, is it lunch? Yeah, having having just had a threesome, by the way. With Judy and Jenny. 
A threesome yeah. lunch? I or? totally remember what he said something about, you know, they, well, they said something about how much they both loved his apartment last night or something like that. And I was oh. like, it, it was, it was, it was yummy. <laughs> yummy. Yummy. <laughs> It was yummy. I didn't catch. And then he, oh, so I just said that he does not have much game. He's like telling them like that they look like twins and they're like, <laughs> I'm like, gross. I hated everything about that scene. They're playing stereotypical bimbo blondes. Yeah. Well, remember like, the- yeah, you don't, you don't look anything like guys. What are you talking about? Ugh. Stop it. Just stop it. Well, it made them giggle, didn't it? It did. What? And and then he asked him about Dave Stratton just to kind of like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to wiggle some information about Dave Stratton. Because I think that's the only reason he's hanging out with him, really. Of course it is. more information about Dave. And Uh, if he gets his rocks off on the side, then so be it. Added bonus. Added bonus. Right. Yes. Meanwhile, how convenient on the other side of the restaurant. Yeah, Pam and Rebecca are eating also. And they're talking <laughs> they're talking about Pam's half sister Catherine coming to visit when the when the semester is over. Yeah. That's, Catherine. That they, I'm curious Catherine about really this Catherine. She really wants to meet Pam. She really wants to meet her. I'm curious about this Catherine. We've heard about her a couple times and Me too. I'd like yeah. to see what she I'd like to see what she looks like. Uh-huh. Um and then uh, we see we see Cliff see them, and him heavily disapproving. Yeah, I thought he was going to walk over to the table. Surprised he didn't. Honestly, that's another uh, twist for me. I yeah. thought he was going to walk to the table, and he Make turned a scene. and walked out instead. Yeah, right. So we have Sue Ellen not revealing plans to John Ross, and Cliff not making a scene. What's going on here? Crazy. Oh. We have a different writer happening. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then Leslie is talking to JR about her new, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. She likes her new clients. Her penthouse that she's looking at to get right, for she's clients. She's building a penthouse. I don't know. Something. And he doesn't, he is wondering if she can make an exception about you know, married men. And then she says, well, I can stay and work out of the offices that I have if that's if that will be better. He says, no, you go ahead and get them. And then they start uh, playing tonsil hockey in his office. And Luella walks in. When that, I think that's my favorite part this entire episode. Luella walking in on them kissing. She was so pissed. Oh my God. It was so funny. It really was. She just like glaring at Leslie. I think the only like, one in, I think the only um, one in that office that he hasn't slept with is Phyllis. <laughs> probably, yeah. Phyllis would Luella, like you're Wait. married, Luella. What are you talking about? Is Phyllis there? Phyllis is on, yeah. She might not have been seen in the scene, but Okay, because I I was like, wait a minute, when did we go from Connie to Phyllis? Connie disappeared we, with no notice. We, we with, just, just got Phyllis. Like okay. we haven't we haven't seen her a lot. She, okay, fi- that's she right. filled in in the making of a president as a temp. Okay, because Connie, Connie was out sick. Allegedly. Connie f- fell in love with Bobby and like ran away, didn't she? Yes. Right now, Wasn't that the implication? Okay, that was the implication that she just couldn't handle working there anymore and just jetted. 
And I believe Jenna Michaels had left the show because she got a job on a daytime soap. Ah, uh, that makes at sense. At that time, so yeah, yeah. you know, you got to you, you know, go for yeah. opportunity. Right, that was probably more steady work, honestly. So then we, I love this scene because Clint is showing us his electronics business, which is obviously computers. Can he afford a better sign outside of his office? That looks like a little cheapo sign. <laughs> Probably, you would assume, or he. I feel like he will be uh, very soon uh, be able to afford that. Considering him explaining what he makes sounds like hard drives to me. Like in very early, doesn't hold much hard drives. Yes, we're talking bytes. Uh. Right, bytes, and it's like a whole room. Um, so Clint, and then he's talking about how. I think I'm, I'll just lose this company to marry you. I'm like, Clint, don't do it, man. You have no idea what's coming. Don't do it. We we need to drink because uh, he said to Sue Ellen that this company has, uh, it has a lot to do with her. And she says, I don't understand. <gasps> I don't drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, he. So it's another one of those like read the room, Clint. Seriously, because he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready this second, and she's just like, ah, don't do that. For the love of God, please don't leave your wife. <laughs> it's fine the way it is. I just want you as my side piece. Right. That's how many ways does she? How many times does she have to say it? And he, but he lays down the line. He's just like, okay, then this is done because. I don't want you as my mistress. I want you as my wife. And she's like, fuck. Uh. Uh, so that's that, Clint, I think, because, yeah, it's not, it's not what she wants. No. JR and Jeremy are going over the contract to sell Ewing Oil. It's getting serious now. Which requires the signature of one Jock Ewing. Right. And Jeremy wants to make sure... And make it very explicitly clear that he doesn't care if Jock and Ellie get back together or not. That is separate from this deal. This deal is happening. Yeah. And that's it. Right. He's like, I don't give a fuck about your personal business. Like, I'm just here for the business. So, the FYI. B- like, he's like letting JR know. The business. Yeah. And, and JR's just like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. You can trust me. <laughs> oh, God. Famous last words. So, so, just like with Joe Isuzu in those commercials, you can trust me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then the next scene is very interesting because we see Craig, Leslie's ex, where you find out that the whole deal, the whole shebang that she's pulling with JR, she already pulled with her ex. And that's how they got together. And now she, all she really wants out of JR is a client list and a nice divorce settlement yeah which is pretty obvious uh and she's playing it and she's totally right she's like once they get it they don't want it anymore so you gotta keep stringing them along and then craig starts looking around the apartment and she says what are you what are you looking for and he said you aren't by chance recording this conversation are you uh, and she said no because i only record conversations 
of people that I can she get wants something, something from. from. Right. Yes. And she's like, I haven't needed, I haven't recorded a conversation with you since the day we got divorced. <laughs> I love well, that their relationship, because they still seem to have like a mutual respect relationship. And right. I like it. I like it. I think maybe, I think he appreciates her tenacity and drive. I believe he does. Yes. And then we cut to Pam's office where Pam is wearing the most 80s dress I've seen on the show thus far. It is purple, like a very 80s purple with the very 80s neckline. It just it's I I feel like this is something my Barbies would have worn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Um, and then Cliff comes to talk to her. He's just like, I saw you at the restaurant with that lady, and I'm coming to warn you that she's a huge fraud. And Pam's just Pam's like, like she, she, she's playing along for a moment there. Like, like oh, Cliff, really? you yeah. dumbass. <laughs> she doesn't need any money. Ring that, be- ring that bell. <laughs> right. She's like, you're such a fool. Like, if you just, for one second, like, she would have told you that that is your mother. And he, oh, the look on his face, like, is dumb. That was the last thing he expected. Yeah. Now, um, Bobby's down in Austin. Cliff is his counsel. Why is he not down there with him? Yeah, that's a really good point. Don't know. Cliff, Cliff, you're shirking your, you know, shirking your job responsibilities here. He's still standing there with his mouth open, probably after finding out Rebecca's his mom. So he missed the plane, maybe. And he stayed home for that threesome. <laughs> right. I mean, who wouldn't? I guess. It's a good call. So this is the hearing. This is where it all comes to a head. We are finally at the Tacapa vote. I am Tacapa. Yeah. <laughs> And they're getting ready to vote. And then Bobby's just like, hey, can I like make a little speech? And they're like, yeah, this is not, uh, you're not supposed to be doing that. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, but I can save us some time maybe and money. And once he says money, they're like, okay, whatever you got to say. And now we learn what he had Phyllis looking into. Uh, oh, yeah. See, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay. It all. With the land. It all makes sense now. So, mm-hmm. they have the lands currently up in the corner that's in the middle of what should be the conservation land. Yes. Bobby has an adjacent piece of land a little further down on the little tip. Which that is, is already no- partially developed. Right. Which he purchased. Mm-hmm. Which is outside of the ring of conservation. I was going to mm-hmm. say the ring of the ring of fire. Ring of fire. We're, yeah. we're not Johnny Cash here. <laughs> ring of fire. <laughs> well, it, it is a ring of fire to their marriage. But, it is. Um, it definitely is. But uh, he proposes to swap the land, so yeah, that way, swip, swip. the resort I... is outside of the conservation land, and the conservation land is protected. Right. And Bobby gets a nice tax write-off, doesn't he? He does. He does. And I have to say, like, it's actually, like, nice to have a map and to explain what the fuck they've been talking about all season. Yes. You know, it actually makes sense for once and you care about it a little bit. Yeah. 
would have been nice if they had the map earlier on so we knew what it the hell they were. It would have been much more help- helpful, yes. Um, and everybody really likes, everybody's like, oh, this seems like a really good idea. And like both sides are like, oh, fuck yeah, that's, why didn't we think of that? Okay, cool. All right. And you get a tax write-off. Awesome. Everybody's happy. They both agree to it. And then Jock is just like, well, I guess everything's fine and our marriage is cool, right? Right, then, right? then we should then we should we should hug it out full house style, right? Yeah, right. And then right? I was like, "The fuck it is." The only, <laughs> the only thing like, that the only thing that's over is this hearing. Uh huh. Mic drop. <coughs> Ellie and, out. And, and our marriage. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun 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 dun. Which leads to um, Bobby returning via taxi to the South Fork soundstage. Yes. Um, and Pam is upset with him at first because she thinks that he voted with Jock uh-huh. because Ellie came home all pissed off yep. and went up to her room and hasn't come out. Mm-hmm. So she's pissed at Bobby until Bobby's like, what? Dude, I didn't. I solved. I saved the day. I solved the whole problem. What? Don't be mad. And then she's like, oh, OK. <laughs> Which is another uh, backdoor pilot for another Bobby Ewing spinoff. Bobby Ewing negotiator. We have Bobby, Bobby Ewing, Ewing detective. Yeah. Bo- Bo- Bobby Ewing psychi- psychiatrist. Uh, mm-hmm. Therapist. Yeah. Therapist. Yeah. Therapist. The rapist. Therapist. Yeah. God. Thank you, Mr. Connery. <laughs> right. Uh, so then she's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. I guess you're, you're so, cool. Obviously, their problems are deeper. And I have added something to our drinking list. Every time Afton fucking sings, we're drinking. <laughs> One of her two songs. It's Still either. Me away. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. first love is the worst. Uh, heard mm-hmm. of all. I heard of all. Yeah. <laughs> Drink. So Afton's singing. And, we get a two, uh, we get a twofer in this scene because she sings both songs. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but while Cliff and Dave are gossiping. Yes, they are. Yep. So what we learn is that Hank Johnson obviously disappeared. The revolution was obviously, you know, finance that's been gone over. Um, Dave says, oh, I'll look into it. And Cliff says, eh, something about you and oil just fascinates me. Yeah. You want to <laughs> dig and. Yeah. Yeah, really? Really? Surprise, surprise, Cliff. And then the waitress comes by, and Dave's like, eh, nah, thanks, I'm done. He gets up to leave, and Cliff is like, I'll have another. And it seems like he's had a couple at this point. I'll bounce. I'll bounce. Yeah. Yeah, Cliff, again, you were not in Austin when you should have been down there, because your boss... uh, Right. So Dave leaves, and then Afton, who Cliff has kept noticing Afton while she was singing, and then Afton comes over, and she's like, do I know you? And then he's like, oh, just come on, sit. So she sits, and then she's like trying to figure out how she knows him, and then she's like, oh, wait, you're Pam's brother. And then she tells him who she is, and she's like, that makes us kind of related, I think. We all <laughs> seem to be related to the mighty Ewings, don't we? Right, right, right. And this is their first scene together. It is, yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of funny. They're all related. And we go to uh, Jock's hotel room. He looks very thin in this scene. 
He does not look good. Yeah. And next episode is his last. Oh. So JR starts to tell him about selling the company. But then Ray comes in and then he gets all distracted. Right. Because Ray, apparently he left the plans for Takapa back at the house. At home, yeah. And then so... We got to go there and then we'll fly down the helicopter. Yeah, so Jack's it's like, I can't talk right now, JR. Jerry's like, I really need to talk to you, though. And he's just like, I'll talk to you later. Bye. And Jerry's like, oh, shit. And then we come to the final scene of the episode, which is the old set them up and put them in the room together. Right. Yeah, because and this is funny. Ray's just in the background, like, Jock's like, you haven't found it yet? And you can just tell he's like, oh, I'm just going through all of these maps. It has to be one of them. And he's obviously stalling. Yeah, I mean, how big is your uh, place? How big uh, is your house to begin with? Right, right. It's not that big. I'm, I'm going to go into the east wing of the house and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the bathroom again. I don't know. <laughs> and then Donna comes in with Ellie and everybody realizes what the, the jig is up, what's going on. And Jock is just kind of surprised and Ellie is pissed. And if you notice in this scene, when they had the close-ups on Jock, you could see, at least I, I didn't observe, that he, uh, Jim Davis was actually shaking a little. Oh, was he? Mm, yes. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, so Ray is like, I, because Ellie wants to just jet. She's like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with it. And then Ray's like, please, like, I have something to say. And she's like, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. And he's like, please, just hear me out. And so um, he makes her listen to, like, how he feels like he was kind of the problem. Like, he thought it was Dacapa. But then he realized, like, looking back, like, when it started, and it re- he realized it had to do with Gary and him, and and he's just like, I don't want this to be about me, have anything to do with me. Your guy's getting divorced, like, that's awful. So he had papers drawn up to, like, renounce anything that Jock gave him. He would rather leave, go far away, and never come back than be the cause of their... Right. And this instantly makes Ellie feel like shit. Just you can tell. She's just like, mm-hmm. oh, she she just realizes that, oh, f- I've just, why she's been doing it. And it just makes her feel bad. Because Gary chose to leave. He wasn't driven away. Right. And she's been mad because she's like subconsciously realized it, but not wanted to deal with it. And it makes her deal with it all at once. And she just feels awful. And... She ends up hugging Ray. We have the full house hugging it out thing at the end there. And then then Jock is like, does that mean we're not getting divorced? And then she's just like, she's basically like, yeah, I'm sorry. But and then she kind of like takes it all and acts like it was all her fault, which I'd like to say she's taking on a little bit more than she should, because Jock was still lying to her a whole lot. Or he was either lying or he just wasn't being withheld, upfront. Uh, withheld information. Both. Both. Yes. I'd both. Say. Yeah. Both. Yeah. So, I mean, like, cool, Ellie. Like, that's a really big, good realization to make. But also, maybe Jock should have been like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> Which he did not say. <laughs> but whatever. They're back together. They're back together and they can grow old together and have a happy yeah. life. And <laughs> For a 
have our really long lives together and stuff. Credits. <sighs> End scene. So I'm going to give this four bourbons and another drink. Lake Cliff. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go four five and a land swap compromise. I did um, 4.75 and letting go of Gary. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, so now he can bang Abby. <laughs> well, it's actually for Miss Ellie, but that's okay. <laughs> so, if you guys should check out our listeners, check out our Patreon if you get a chance. Um, we also have merch at tpublic.com slash user slash the Ewing BBQ or easier just go to your show notes the address is there also um if you would like to make a donation in jim davis's name we are encouraging people to donate to braintumor.org and we are also going to be making a donation in june for every new uh uh apple podcast like or review that we get between now and may 31st so for every dollar we're going for every like we're going to donate a dollar and we're also going to be donating 10% of our Patreon money. So it might be a good time to join Patreon just to see if it's for you. Um, and we'll be and, back with some more chapters in the near future. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, and but if you make your own donation, just let us know that you did and we will give you a shout out on here. Um, and if you're not a part of our Facebook group, please go join that. It's uh, Ewing BBQ on Facebook. We also have our Instagram, Ewing BBQ, and our Twitter, BBQ Ewing. And I have uh, actually reestablished the Ultimate Dallas as a group on Facebook. That's right. That's cool. Yes, so go join the Ultimate Dallas. The page had 19,000 followers, and right now we have about 56 people on Yeah. It got uh, nuked by uh, Facebook for whatever reason. Uh, Is the website uh, we, up? We should not be using the talk about nukes. Oh, uh, we shouldn't. You're right. <laughs> not good anymore. Not good anymore. My bad. <laughs> but, um, Is, is yep. the website up, Ultimate Dallas? It is in the process of being rebuilt because I think oh, he, they were switching. Cool. Um, and he does want to tie in. He wanted to does want to tie in more uh, a section for this podcast, actually. Oh, cool. So it is coming so back So we will soon. have a... Awesome. Yeah. That used to be the page where I'd get my Dallas info back in the day. Well, anything else before we go? I can't think of anything. Um, what is next, next time? It is episode 21, season four, episode 21. New Beginnings, episode New 75. Beginnings. Which will be the last episode for Jim Davis. R.A.P. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Please join us next time. Until then, bye. Y'all come back now, you hear? I stand Ray Krebs. On Dallas. I'm simply saying that I cannot deliver Ewing oil right now. Jeremy, I am sorry. Not as sorry as you're going to be. 
Clint doesn't suspect it, but I've known he was having an affair. It's only lately I've realized the affair was with you. I'm filing against you, Ellen. Well, the breakup of a marriage is hardly a reason to celebrate. A man, alone, next to his future wife is certainly a reason to celebrate. I want to see the end of Ewing Oil. And if J.R. Ewing goes to jail, so much the better. I just, I wrote that down. That you, was my very what, last. what, Ray Krebs? Stan. He stands him. I don't know we what We talked that about means. this like two weeks ago. What, we yeah, know what, you don't know what that means. Just leave it alone. But what, what does it stand for? Oh, it doesn't stand for anything. Standing something. Oh my God. There's a whole long explanation. Okay. Do, do you remember do, the do M&M's? I just, do I want to just Google it? Yeah. Google Perhaps. it. It's S-T-A-N. Uh, 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 Stan it. Yes. It it's has to do with this. Yeah, it's okay. lingo. It has to do with that song say. by by Eminem called what, Stan. What, you're going to drive the car off a bridge? Oh. With your... In the name of a fandom? Wi your wife and the kid in the back or something like that? Or? <laughs> okay, let me put it this way. I think Gen Z kind of bastardized it and turned it into something positive, actually. So when somebody says this is a... thing to do with Eminem, though. I don't it, think it's from that, that. That's where it came from. Hmm. That's where hmm. it came from. Okay. You're such such a stan. And Toto's song Pamela is all about Victoria Principal leaving Dallas. No. <laughs> but oh, I'm saying I personally, I I personally always associate that song with Pam from Dallas because it, that song came out right as Pam was leaving Dallas. So I personally always think of it as like a Dallas song. Oh, very interesting. I'm not saying they did. I'm saying I personally think so. They also have a song I, called Carmen. So is that about uh, Carmen, Elena's yes, mother? No. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? It's just, I don't know. Oh. Stan, I, I didn't like the connotations that went with it when I realized what being a Stan was. And then I was like, okay, it's just one of those words that means a super fan, but not somebody who's going to go that far. Like I said, I think Gen Z did something to it. I, so I I love most things Gen Z's done. So, <laughs> which means that they if I stand Gen Z, if they took that <laughs> that horrible horrible term or song and made it into something positive, right. cool. <laughs> I will adopt it. Have you ever heard uh, Tori Amos's cover of what stand? Do I need to yeah. uh, the Eminem? Maybe. Tori no Amos, way. I don't know if you ever listen to Tori Amos. Um, I, she did a cover, she did an album where she covers songs written by men. Oh. But she sings them as a woman. Oh. And it's really, oh. really an interesting study. Hmm. Yeah. I will need to check it out. I recommend it. I love Tori Amos, though, so I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. I guess I could stop recording. It's because we are done. <laughs>